This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, Lewis. Hello, Dan. How are you? <laughs> Good. Welcome to Irrational Fear. This is a podcast that you co-host. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you if you remember. I, <laughs> I, I do remember. And I'm, um, I just, I, have a, I feel like this is going to become a running bit where I have to come up with a new excuse. Well, in fact, <laughs> I just tell you the real reason that I'm late or I nearly That's good. I want, I want to hear the real reason why you're late. So well, I don't have anywhere to record this podcast because I live in Sydney and therefore, you know, it's, it's not like I have a podcast room. Like I, I barely have a bedroom. You don't live in regional Australia where you can afford a podcast room? <laughs> <laughs> no. And even if I lived in regional Australia, I don't think I could afford a podcast room. Uh, but so I am cobbled somewhere around in my child's nursery. Um, so she's now in our bed and I just hadn't quite um, done all of the necessary logistics of that. So I had to put her in our bed while she was asleep, had to get all the microphones which we'd packed away because they can't stay out throughout the week because we don't have enough space for things like that. Anyway, so now I am currently, um, my microphone is on a change table. The computer is also on a change table and... um, yeah, I'm. I'm. That's that's the situation. So I was. I was four minutes late. Can I say I? I'm. I feel privileged that you're here, and I feel very <laughs> sorry for your baby's health that this Thank podcast you. is disrupting her sleep, and I feel sorry for your health because ultimately you've probably got to re- retransplant her back to this podcast room. Oh yeah, it's high risk. <laughs> it's high risk. It, it's be- it, this better I, be worth and it. And I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for the relationship uh, in your in your household. I feel mm. like this podcast may be a source of tension. <laughs> Uh, and maybe we all need to go to couples therapy together. <laughs> thrupples therapy. It's uh, a booming. A thrupples therapy. <laughs> a booming sort of business yeah. in uh, inner city Sydney where there is enough polyamory to make it work. <laughs> um, this weekend we got our live show at the Women in Media Conference. So if you've already got tickets to that, that's great. We'll see you there. And the following weekend we're doing shows, a big live show at the Torres Strait. So if you're listening and you're in far north Queensland or want to get to far north Queensland, Thursday Island, Monday the 18th, we're going to be performing live in the Torres Strait. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gundungurra and Tharawal land. Let's try listening. 
Let's have a voice. Let's start the show. The following program contains rude words like Mark Latham, blockchain and Twitter. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. This is A Rational Fear. Tonight, Albo goes to China after being invited by Xi Jinping. This in stark contrast to Albo not coming on A Rational Fear after being invited by me. And UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has rung the alarm bell saying that the total and utter climate breakdown has begun and the world is going to get much worse very quickly. In other news, Kanye West is on holiday in Italy and mamma mia, those photos are spicy. It's the 7th of September 2023 and with more tough decisions than the RBA, this is a rational fear. This is a rational fear. Welcome to Rational Fear. I'm the former CEO of Qantas, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that takes the news and turns it into a delicious quiche. Let's meet our, our news chefs for tonight. Uh, that person has not come. Let me just skip <laughs> skip over. Uh, it's Albo, Dan. He's the Prime Minister. Albo, Albo <laughs> was going to come tonight, but he has cancelled. He's got his ditches for G. Can I just quickly say... Albo retweeted a sketch I made on Friday, so that was pretty exciting to oh, have yeah. the Prime Minister retweet one of your sketches. Can I quickly Let's just jump in with, a, with an Albo social media thing? A friend of mine yeah. recently sent me a text. He was like, I don't know if you're aware of this, Lewis, but the Prime Minister of Australia follows you on Instagram and you do not follow <laughs> him back. <laughs> That's a power move. I'm like, that take that, Albo. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> Let me get to our guests. Here we go. They're an editorial cartoonist whose work appears in the Age and City Morning Herald. It's always good to have a professional doodler on the podcast. Megan Herbert, welcome to Irrational Fear. Thank you. Good to be here. Megan, what is the secret to being a professional doodler? Staying in my little studio all day long and listening to a hell of a lot of talkback radio. <laughs> oh, no. So sorry. Can we get some help for, for Megan, please? Oh, God. Do you want to join Trussell's therapy, Megan? I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Let me tell you, Lewis, it does get better. My son's 11 now. You'll, you'll, you'll get out of this. It's going to be okay. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> and he's an activist. He's a writer. He's a maker. And he's the designer and the creator of the new hot board game called Gas Tycoon coming to shelves near you. Please give it up for Matt Bray. Welcome to Irrational Fear, Matt Bray. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and, uh, and talk with all these lovely people. It almost sounded there when you said um, coming to shelves near you, Dan, that you said coming to shells. I'm like, oh, they're putting it in shells. Well, that's pretty. That's very progressive for shell service stations. Well, well, actually, it would be a really good. It would be brand synergy. I've got a note here saying that Gas Tycoon has very little similarity to Monopoly uh, for legal reasons. Very little similarity. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Matt about his game Gas Tycoon. But here is a message from this week's sponsor. Hear that? That's the sound of Alan Joyce getting away from Qantas as quickly as possible. 
And thanks to legal action from the ACCC, you can now get away too. For every ticket you buy on Qantas, you can sit on a flight that hasn't been cancelled. We'll even throw in some wings and a seatbelt for free. That's right. Buy a ticket, fly in a plane and get away from your baggage. Emotional and literal. And as an added bonus, if we see you crying in the arrivals hall, we might cast you in our latest ad. We're always on the lookout for crying customers. Qantas. Get away from us. Thank you, Qantas. This week's first fear, cartoonists have drawn a line in the sand, which is absolutely terrible for their inkwells. <laughs> Disgusting. And many have pulled their cartoons from consideration from the Walkley Awards this year because it turns out, and I don't know how a group of investigative minds have discovered this, but Australia's most prestigious journalism awards are sponsored by a fossil fuel company, Ampol. In fact, it gets a little trickier than that. It's not so much sponsored by Ampol, but the Walkley Awards were founded by the founder of Ampol with family money. <laughs> the Walkleys are Ampol. The Walkleys are fossil fuels. No journalists have really pulled their work from this year's lineup, but lots of cartoonists have. Megan, you are part of the vanguard of cartoonists who have pulled your work from the Walkleys from consideration this year with a bunch of other high-profile people. How did you all swiftly draw to the same conclusion? Well, it's funny, I can't speak for any any other cartoonist, but I know that I gravitate towards cartooning because I have sort of a smart aleck energy and I've got a lot of opinions, but I'm also terminally non-confrontational. So I'm very happy <laughs> to have all my opinions from behind the safety of like my statement glasses and my, you know, drawing board. Quite happy to do that. So the fact that this gaggle of cartoonists came out from behind their drawing boards all kind of independently of each other, triggered by John Kadelka putting his blog post out and all of us then looking into the thing we'd just um, submitted our entries to. It all kind of just snowballed, but there was very little organisation. There was no kind of consensus. We all just independently realised that that didn't make a hell of a lot of sense entering an award ceremony sponsored by the thing we're constantly lampooning. So, I mean, it was sort of a, a no-brainer, really. So you've got you, John Kadelka. Who else yeah. has pulled? Who, what other big kind of cartoony names have pulled yeah, their Yes, Fiona Katowskis, First Dog oh. on the Moon, Glenn Lalive, who was the cartoonist of the year, I think, last year. Uh, who else did? David Rowe, Christopher Downs, a whole bunch. It was something like 10 or 12 cartoonists, which is quite a lot really when we really did not there were no emails going back and forth there was no sort of consensus it was all done just a bit of a there was no, con- no great conspiracy from the cartoonists no, no and this and this idea that there's a sort of a, a big boycott as well is quite strange because it was just individuals deciding not to enter or pulling their own entry so <laughs> It's incredibly um, politic of you to say it's not a boycott, it's just a series of individuals all pulling out <laughs> universally. It feels like, I feel like I'm talking to Scott Morrison about a boycott. It's not a boycott. I told you, terminally <laughs> non-confrontational. Don't come at me, we're okay? Just, we're just all not going independently as a group. Yeah, <laughs> quite separately, yeah. not going together. I, yes, um, correct. I, unfortunately, um, Dan, I think Michael Looning was going to pull out, but he already pulled out last year when he found out Pfizer was a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you believe Lunik has thoughts on this? He actually says uh, uh, that it's futile and he says that if they want to change the game, they should use their illustrations to, to make change at the Walkleys. Well, thank you. I, I don't feel like you either individually or as a group boycotting this event. 
would stop you from drawing the cartoons that would still talk about it. I feel like Pocetta Los Dos, Michael. Uh, yeah. Correct, Mundo. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, a lot of what um, Lunig and a couple of others who jumped on that bandwagon, Johannes Leek and Mark Knight also had things to say. You know, it all sort of is living behind a Murdoch paywall, so... I don't really know the details of it, to be frank, <laughs> but I think it's just a whole lot of old men yelling at clouds. Does this mean Cartoonist of the Year could perhaps go to Johannes Leek? Is this what we're hearing? I think it, it <laughs> most definitely could. I think there's going to be a sort of fossil fuel uh, charge, turbocharged table with, you know, everyone will turn up in their hot rods and I don't know what, what This is great. Be. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I could illustrate. I could do some pro-fossil <laughs> fuel <laughs> illustrations and enter them into the Walkleys. It's I metaphor could win a Walkley. Rich. Yeah, the whole situation is metaphor-rich and we love a metaphor. So. Matt, what about you? Are you going to enter anything to the Walkleys now that the competition is uh, a bit more sparse? The heavy hitters are gone? Now that there's a bit of room, I think you, you <laughs> might as well, you know. They don't have a best board game category, best satirical board game. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that takes the news and pours it over ice. This is a rational fear. This week's second fear, Burning Man, more like Bogged Man, am I right? As 70,000 people descended on the Nevada desert, so did the rain from Tropical Storm Hillary, causing everyone there to be trapped in the mud with no working toilets and with pharmaceuticals that were useless against cholera. Um, Fearmongers, is Burning Man high on your festival list? Lewis, let's start with you. You want to go to Burning Man? Uh, Look, (laughs) I was at Splendour in the Grass last year which uh, so I, I we both were yeah I, I um you know when I see a festival that wet now it's like triggering <laughs> just like get me <laughs> out of there um, and I was in the the good part you know we were in that we were in the fancy part and it was still not very yeah. pleasant so I do think that a lot of the perks of burning man the um the reasons you go the nudity the drugs etc very hard to do in the middle of a of, of, of any kind of wet it's not normally the the wetness that people seek at Burning Man. Yeah, and these days it's not a scarce commodity. You can find that kind of stuff anywhere. That's right. Plus, Fire Festival <laughs> 2 is coming down, so I don't know why anyone's going anywhere else. People who went to Burning Man have written op-eds to combat the media kind of hype around Burning Man being shit, and everyone who went to Burning Man seems to, like, have had a good time in the mud. <sighs> Lewis, you'll love this. One of, the, one of the links I sent through to the group before the podcast was a op-ed written... For the City Morning Herald, by three people who, at, at the bottom, at the bottom of the article, said these people are from Bondi Beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they're Bondi local Bondi creatives. Yeah, I kind of wish I had have gone, you know, eight years ago or something when I really would have could have gotten stuck into it. I feel like now, anytime I, I feel like there, anyone who's like I want to go to Burning Man, I'm like good for you. Anyone who I think is like an old person who goes every year. I'm like, ah, I feel like you need a new hobby. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I'm just like, this isn't for you. I, I think that about a lot, a lot, most music festivals, to be honest. I'm like, there, there is a time and a place for you to go and there is a time and a place for you to, to let it go to the, the next generation of enthusiasts. You can do the drugs at home. That's it. You can do the drugs at home and you can get naked at home. I do. I get naked at least twice a day at home. I get on acid twice a day at home. <laughs> 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 and you don't have to go to the trouble of like building a disposable city for the 70,000 people. No. Which seems to be a lot of effort, really. At some point, there was um, uh, fake social media accounts claiming that there was an Ebola outbreak oh, at Burning no. Man, which the CDC had to dispel rumours of. The CDC tweeted saying, This is fake. This is not, it's not true. There's no Ebola, but 
wouldn't that be like the best like Black Mirror episode? Like tech CEO, mm. helicopters into Burning Man, gets Ebola. That would be fantastic. But they also had rumours of trench foot. Did you hear about that? Trench foot? Trench foot, as in World War It was only War nine days? Foot. You can't, yeah, can you get trench foot in nine days? Of, yeah, on set of trench foot, 10 hours. Wow. If oh, your really? feet are oh, wet wow. for 10 hours, look out. Well, I, also, I also learned that. The actual, the mud there is some particular type of mud that is very bad for you. So it, it, you really uh-huh. need, that's why people are walking around in, in rubbish bags because, yeah, uh-huh. trench foot. Wow, wow. <laughs> there was one kind of comment in that Bondi Beach article that said that it, when they walked from their tent to the toilet, they would gain another 15 centimetres. So <laughs> because because they would, the mud would just cake yeah. on to their feet. And that's appealing to me as a short guy. Like, <laughs> I'm up for I that. Mean, that sounds pretty good. How wild is climate change that you can't feel safe from rain in the middle of a desert? Like, we, we've really lost our minds. <laughs> a rational fear. It is the end of the world. You may as well laugh about it. If you're listening on the free feed, you're about to hear some ads and we'll be back with Matt Bray to talk about the Gas Tycoon board game. But if you're on the Patreon, you'll hear us talk about US comedian who made a joke about Australia not having any exports. If you want to hear this very serious and funny conversation about GDP, sign up at patreon.com forward slash irrational fear. Ah, here we are at the special part of the show where we get to talk about one of our favourite Superannuation companies oh. <laughs> that is Australian ethical. You know, not many people, not many people get the opportunity to talk about it. Wix Laric- uh, wax lyrical. I was going to say wix lyrical <laughs> about a superannuation company, but Lewis, it's such a shame, isn't it? Uh, if I, when you said all those years ago, Lewis, I want to do a podcast about the news with a special focus on climate change, I said, Dan, why don't we do one just about our favourite superannuation company? <laughs> and you know what? We were we were this close. It was 50-50, you know? We, we nearly did just an entire 45 minutes a week all about superannuation. <laughs> and we could have, and it would have been a hit. Yeah, it would have been a hit. I mean, one of, the, one of the best things about this show is being able to talk about climate and take it seriously, but with a funny edge. And that's what we've done over the last 10 years. And it's so nice to have somebody back us in with that. So Australian Ethical, they do the same kind of thing. They don't make jokes, but they but they they move money from companies that are doing bad to companies that are doing that are part of the solution. So that is so exciting. If you've got a stack of money in your superannuation and you don't know what is happening with that money, chances are you could be funding something terrible like weapons of war or fossil fuels or child labor even. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? If you are, I don't know, an- another company and you think, oh, at the moment I'm giving all my money to the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> uh, and I wish I could give it to someone who is doing better, you can. Spotify, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. it'll take 100 mil a year. Look, we've got one, we've got one sponsor. We could have another one. Uh, you know, we is, could that, have is that ethical? I don't know. I'll have to check yeah. with Australian Ethical. <laughs> Look, Spotify's very green on its logo. Uh, on its logo. The logo is very green. The logo is very green. That's true. That's true. So big thank you to Australian Ethical who have been ethical with people's money since 1986. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's a rational fear. Joining us now is the creator and mastermind of a brand new board game where you can create your own fossil fuel fiefdom. It is called Gas Tycoon. Matt Bray, you are the creator of it. Tell us about Gas Tycoon. What made you want to make a very very similar but not too similar <laughs> version of Monopoly called Gas Tycoon? Gas Tycoon came about after a couple of years of hearing uh, the shift in the, the narrative from the, the fossil fossil gas industry. It started with ScoMo talking about a gas-led recovery. Oh, yeah. We, that's something we've spoken a lot about on this show. Like, if you want to go back into the records, you know, we talk about yeah. curing COVID with a gas-led recovery, curing <laughs> yeah. COVID with pipelines. That was it. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was a thing that made me start to think, well, what's happening here? Because they're starting to distance them, themselves from their, their bedfellow coal. So what, what is their play here? And then it started to be like, oh, they're the big transition fuel. And, and I kind of think, well, let's dig dig into this. And so for the past six months, I thought, well, here come, here's the idea then. Let's expose what actually is happening with the, these, these uh, big players in the fossil gas industry and let, let the Australian public play them, see how they actually operate, get some little insights and feel the rush of being a gas tycoon. It plays well and you, anybody can be a gas tycoon. So this is actually a training mechanism to become a lobbyist yes. or a billionaire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I do enjoy like the chance cards that you've got here, which are really good. Um, I particularly like this one, uh, the, uh, the pass the buck card here. Uh, which is good. I love this one here, the Spy vs. Spy card. Did you know Australia bugged the Timor-Leste cabinet before oil and gas revenue sharing negotiations? These are really good. These are fan- these are very, very educational and very funny. Um, you must have spent a lot of time writing jokes. Uh, are you are you tired from making this game? Uh, that is my constant, being tired, generally. That is how I live, <laughs> right. that is how I live now. Um, but, yeah, Researching Sounds those. like someone needs a gas-powered recovery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, those those little and they're not chance cards because there's two will be two they'll be two monopoly esque. <laughs> but uh, they do each, each of those cards is a little tidbit that references an article that anybody can go out and read. So it's it's not really me saying this is my opinion of the industry. It's me saying, look, here's some information that's out there presented in a way that hopefully will be enjoyable and also make you think, oh, we're a bit fucked, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) I love this one here. We bought a zoo about WA resources industry, getting um, a whole bunch of uh, money and putting into government projects. Did they buy a zoo? Did they sponsor the zoo? They are sponsoring the zoo as part of that $750 million package in WA. So interesting, interesting stats in there. 
Well, you know, if you're going to destroy some habitats, you need to make some pens to move all the animals to the new habitats. And those animals, they look like the real thing. Soon they're going to be like, uh, it's going to be like Las Vegas where they'll blow up uh, an old, you know, jock and gorge sort of beautiful artefact, but then they'll rebuild it in smaller scale (laughs) in Perth. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. A great Lego Maskers-esque TV show. Yeah. Rebuild all of the things that uh, Rio Tinto blew up. Uh, you've gone absolutely crazy, Matt, in getting ready to market this. You've even got radio ads. Let me play one of the radio. Play Australia's number one fossil fuel board game, Gas Tycoon. It's fracking good fun. I got a Senate inquiry. Order now to find out who will be the biggest. Gas, 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 gas tycoon. Go to gastycoon.com.au. Wow, that is, you've even got a theme song. Uh, and if you go to the Gas Tycoon Kickstarter page, you can see the ad. The TV ad, which has got like puppets. I guess puppets are kind of like symbolic. Is that right? Puppets are symbolic of not having a budget to have actors. <laughs> right. <laughs> How far right. away right. are you from your Kickstarter goal? It is currently at 7%. We've just started the campaign. We've got a few things planned to, to keep the thing, like, you know, to generate some interest. So I'm pretty confident, but I have had two failed Kickstarters previously. So, hey, who knows? Oh, so have I. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Crowdfunding is a little tricky. It's a it's a little tricky. Some sometimes you fail, but that's okay. You just got to get up. And it is it is tricky. Try to milk I, I think it, the milk good thing this time is that I have uh, created a hundred prototypes of the game, so I know how to wow. get production done. I've sent actually I've sent uh, fifteen or twenty odd games to politicians and some wow. of the media. Are, Anthony Albanese might be enjoying this game soon. You don't need to give him a game. You just need to give him a shirt with Gas Tycoon <laughs> written on it. And he'll, he'll wear that. He'll wear that for you. He could be one of the uh, little tokens. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and Tanya. Tanya could be there. Tanya can be a token, yeah. yeah. I've got a question. Like, here's the thing. Like, Monopoly was initially designed to be an anti kind of capitalist, anti-kind-of-landlord game. But what it does is indoctrinate people into greed <laughs> and it destroys families. Um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be real about that. It really destroys families. But uh, are you concerned that people will play this game and they will want to become gas tycoons themselves? Well, in researching the game, I did look back at the history and that, oh, it was started, the roots of it was an anti-capitalist kind of board game. And then it, you know, got coerced and now it's like everybody enjoying just screwing over their friends for money. And if that ends up being the legacy where I create a whole lot of gas tycoons, I'll take it, you know. you got to go down in history for something. <laughs> this is just all about legacy for you. It's not actually about achieving any kind of theory of change. At least if there's like 100 gas tycoons, there'll be some competition. You know? Yes. Is there any gas lighting in Gas Tycoon? There's there's many ways it could go because I'm still developing the f- the final retail retail version. So I'll take back on any feedback. There may oh, be right. gas lighting. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, the good news is if you want to become a Patreon supporter of Irrational Fear, Matt is going to send out five to the next five mm. people who sign up to Patreon. So thanks, Matt, for that. That's going to be great. Like, it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite a really well thought out game. Like, it's, um, it's very well done. I've act- I actually really surprised myself in how well it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to um, plug Gas Tycoon in, in one sentence, what would you say, Matt? Um, it's fracking good fun for the whole family. Get on board. <laughs> 
That is it for Rational Fear. Big thanks to our guests, Matt Bray and Megan Herbert. Megan, do you want to plug anything? Yes, uh, you can catch me every Thursday morning from 9 till 10am on RPPFM, which is your Peninsula radio station. Oh, hello. Doing some comedy with uh, myself and Emily Watson um, on a little show called You're Welcome. Otherwise, you can see me on the gram. That's great. That's awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. That's a good plug. Lewis, are you on doing any kind of Peninsula Radio yourself? No, no. I'm, I'm off radio. I've sworn off it for at least another week. Um, <laughs> but I am doing a live tour at the moment. Uh, you can come and see me and Michael Hing doing our last show ever tour. Uh, we've still got dates in Brisbane, Bendigo, Canberra and Newcastle uh, to go. And... Uh, If you can't go to any of those, you can listen to my other podcast, which is called uh, Silver Bullet. Excellent. And Matt, I know we've just plugged um, Gas Tycoon, but do you want to plug anything else? Anything else? Um, The Fossil Ant Ban. Like, let's let's ban everything, you know, let's get the tobacco-style ban on fossil fuel advertising. It does no good for Australia. Let's, Let's ditch it. All right, great. Uh, last week I got to, I made a little sketch about The Voice and it is on pretty much all the social medias with the rational fear and it's already done over half a million views. Like it has been absolutely crazy. I recorded it uh, at home and the audio was a little bit loud and distorted and I thought, oh, it's okay, no one's going to see it. <laughs> and I published it. I published it thinking it would get like 100 views, but it ended up getting half a million. So you can go check that out. And I hear Brad Blank's, friend of the show, Brad Blank, sent me a text uh, early in the morning saying, Ben Simmons's mum reposted the Irrational Fear voice clip. So how good is that? That is fantastic. Taika Waititi liked it. Wow. Yeah, Alba I almost reposted almost fell it. over when I saw Taika liked it. That's <laughs> I, So did I. I was so excited. Sorry, I, was like, oh. I, I tried to watch it, but the audio, it, it was just too bad. <laughs> That's why it's got captions, Lewis. It's got captions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so half a million people watch it. So it's uh, that'll be in the email out. If you missed it yourself, you could check it out there. Big thanks to Road Mike's Australian Ethical, our Patreon supporters. We had uh, quite a few Patreon supporters sign up this week. I will plug them all next week. But a big thank you to Bill Vickers who signed up at the maximum amount oh. and he is a big supporter of the show. So thank you, Bill. That was excellent. Thank you, Vickers. Jacob Round. The... Yes, thank you, <laughs> Bill Vickers. Uh, big thanks to Jacob Round of the Tapanyaki Timeline for all of his sketch work. Uh, until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.